Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. John, you know, there's two ways the show can go today. Only two? Are yeah. you sure there's only two? Only Brad? two. And I'll tell you the reason why. Tell me, tell me. It, this is either going to be the best radio show ever. Marconi and Tesla are going to come out of their graves and go, Oh, my God, that was a, such a tribute to the things we invented. And the truth being that radio was really invented by Tesla, but that's a whole other or, story. Uh, or it's going to be, it's going to be um, let's say the crash test dummies are going to reform and they're going to just crash cars and play terrible music all day long, and it's going to be the worst day ever. Because you know why Either that way, is? It's, great. it's going to be great radio, Brad. Do you know why that is? Why is that? Today's bonus day. Oh, you're absolutely right. And now, hold on. It's also the last day of Black History Month, Brad. And it's an extended Black History Month, only four, once every four mo- or four years. Uh, That's exactly right. And I, sh- I just should point out to you that I am wearing my favorite Black History Month T-shirt. I'll be sporting this to the gym today. It is the... It- it Go ahead. Is, it is the, to me, the day as a little kid, once I found out about leap year, I always wanted, and still to this day, you can't go back and change these kind of things. I wanted to be born on February 29th. You know what I'm saying? I know. And I had I had someone very special to me when I was in high school. Her brother was born on leap year, and I thought it was the coolest thing. And Brad, much like you, I had so much envy about it. I the same way. I had a friend of mine in school who was born on <laughs> who was born on leap, you know, February 29th of a leap year, and thinking to myself, that would be so cool to say. And the crazy thing is, you can. And, and this guy, it was a guy that I knew. He sort of interpreted both ways. He claimed he had two birthdays. Three years out of four. In other words, he had the twenty-eighth. Oh, that's a great. See, that's a that's the that's the glass half full way to look at it. Exactly. I would say, you know, if I was sixteen, I would have been like, "Hey, I've only had four birthdays." Right, right. Well, that that way, you technically only be four. You'd be, you'd be <laughs> and 16. you know, in today's society, Brad, you could say you were trans age, <laughs> and then at twenty, you could go probably play t-ball and just knock the hell out of the ball. <laughs> yes, right. Sign up for that. No, it's one of those things where it's just. This strange anomaly of our calendar, because of the fact that we have to make up a year, uh, a day every uh, every what four years or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. for four years. And I was thought it was so cool. So yeah, so to- it is pretty great. I mean, it does throw everything off, and it's you know. So today is going to be an interesting day because we're going to start off as we always do with John's top three, and then either in the second the break, uh, second segment, segment B or segment C. We're going to try something new, and John is going to be the judge of this, whether we continue on with this or not, Uh, and uh, he can be the one who will say, you know what, Brad, that was the stupidest thing you ever did, or you're going to say, John, or Brad, that was the best thing you've ever done. That's a lot of responsibility. Can I spoil now that, uh, (laughs) let me guess. You got Brian Nieves now that he's no longer on Real Talk 93.3. Well, Brian is going to be leading the second and third segment every show. No, but... Interesting, you you know. Let me hope, let me grab my my clipboard. I have a clipboard here. Let me put his name down because he is a topic we should talk about today, for not for the reason that you want to talk about, but an interesting reason. And that I have to tell you, uh, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and do the top three, and then okay, I will, I will tell you. I will tell you about how this is going to be. Today's going to be an indicator for me in so many different ways. Love it. Love I it, have Brad. crazy I things that are happening me, to me to, today. Matter of fact, one of them, I'll tell you right up front, normally as soon as I get up the, off the air, um, I chop up the show, and I usually have it up by 8.30, and then John goes in, goes in and corrects all my errors <laughs> and, <laughs> and puts it back up. Uh, but as soon as I get off the air this morning at 8, i got to skedaddle. So uh, I don't know when I'm going to be back. Matter of fact, uh, it, it, you know, I, there's a risk I may end up in jail, uh, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, so uh, there's... Uh, 
so I don't know if I'm going to be back what time or even if I'll be back at all. This may be the last show. You know, I'll do. Oh, I'll do Brad, the, don't tease us that way. I'll do the Brian Nieves thing. Hey, this could be the last show. This could, it be, could be. This does, could does be. Does this involve? Are you going to be going to a government building after the show? I am. Okay. Okay. Ma- matter of fact, wow. Well, let's get through the top three and then share whatever you can share, Brad. I'm going to be face to face with one of your buddies. Nice. Nice. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So, let me give you the intro. John Combest. He's this guy who I have admiration for because. To him, there are no holidays. Every day is a day for him to put together the johncombest.com list, and that's C-O-M-B-E-S-T, johncombest.com. He combs the Internet, and not only does he comb the Internet, he's got lots of people he talks to. He texts people. He talks to people on the phone. He calls people. They talk about wrestling. They talk about politics. <laughs> and then what he does, he distills all that vast amount of, of stuff. He's like this great big funnel, and he funnels it down into the johncombest.com site where you can find out the Probably typically 20 to 35 different things going on in the state of Missouri. But we start off the morning, every morning, by giving the top three. And we have a celebrity voice that does the introduction for John, don't we? Here he is right now. Their stories coming up. And here he is. I'm Casey Kasem. And we start the countdown with... In third place... The sleeper race of 2024 elections. Everybody's talking about the governor race, right? Everybody's talking about Josh Hawley. Everybody's talking about that Senate race. Everybody's talking about the governor's race. The sleeper race and the race that will be coming to your television, your radio, your internet is the attorney general primary pitting incumbent Andrew Bailey versus Will Scharf. I mean, there's been some trash talking going on between those two lately, too, hasn't there been? There is, and that's and that's the point. So last week, Andrew Bailey was on Mark Cox's show, 97.1 FM, in the morning, and called called Will Scharf a coward, uh, made, some, made some pretty strong statements about his primary opponent. One of the interesting lines is that the Bailey campaign has labeled Will Scharf Wall Street Willie. Now, I like Will, and I think objectively I can still say that any nickname that involves Willie is going to be funny, Brad. Right. Now, didn't didn't he also make an accusation that he's never seen the inside of a courtroom? Wasn't that one yeah, of the accusations? Yeah, he also said that. So here's the thing. I mean, with, with, that you have that, that's really interesting here. You're going to have for the next several months, and there could be different stories that come out. They might take some different tacks, so to speak, in, in attacking each other. But in general, you're going to have Will Scharf say that that Attorney General Bailey is not doing enough, that he's dropping the ball on some important cases. And Will, I think, has the chops to point out legally where where Bailey makes a misstep or where he perceived doesn't do enough. And the Bailey campaign is going to talk about the fact that Will Scharf went to Harvard, that he's from New York. He's not a real Missourian that he just, you know, came here and he's a transplant or a carpetbagger or whatever. And the point, Brad, is that this race is going to be super expensive and both candidates are going to have a ton of money to spend. And you're going to see national groups involved in this race. You've already seen national groups start to pony up or at least signal that they will be ponying up in this race. And I think it's going to get pretty nasty. Are those the only two dudes as far as the Republicans are concerned? Yeah, it's, it's Bailey versus Scharf. That, that's it. And is, is there a Democratic uh, candidate? candidate? Yeah, who... there's a guy named Elad Gross um, who has run before. He's been kind of a – think of him as like a sunshine law kind of guy. He's one of those, hey, we're into accountability, whatever. I mean, it's it's a non-factor when it comes to the general. No, hold but on it, a it's a now. good um, hold, hold you know, it's a good way for Elad to get a lot of publicity. He was at one point running against Sarah Unsicker in the Democratic primary. I mean, of course, filing hadn't started then, but they were both candidates, and then Sarah Unsicker pivoted to the governor's race. I would also flag, too, that uh, I have a link today up to Mark Cox's show where former state senator John Lamping talked about the attorney general race. He also talked about the governor's race. John says that Jay Ashcroft is done. He said that Jay Ashcroft has dug his own grave, that this, that this is, you know, Kehoe is, is essentially uh, going to walk to victory. Maybe not walk to victory, but that the, the, the Kehoe will definitely win. Who says- anyway, so th- the point of all this, Brad, is that the governor's race today as we're almost on the as we're on the precipice of March, people think the governor's race is going to get all the headlines. This AG race will have a ton of advertising and will get very nasty. 
Now, who did you say uh, the what, what was the deal on the governor? Who did you say said that said that Keogh Mark Lamping. Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark Lamping. Lamping. Okay. I, I said exactly what you said a couple months ago. Not Mark Lamping from the Cardinals. John Lamping, yes. former state senator who now lives in Augusta. Augusta, as he's a neighbor of, of Bob Onder. A Bob Onder. Yeah. yeah, which leads us well into the story number two. Brad. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold. We just can't do that. We got to have Casey. Hold on. Up a notch to number two. There we go. Filing day was on Tuesday. Yes. Not many big surprises, but one of the races that folks have been looking at closely, including us, is the third congressional district, Republican primary. Last week on Friday, we had Taylor Burks. On Monday, we had Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Tuesday, we had Bob Onder. Yesterday, the satellite was down. <laughs> and on Tuesday, Kurt Schaefer, former state senator from Columbia, filed to run in that primary. So now we have two candidates as of now from mid-Missouri, which are Taylor Burks and former state Senator Kurt Schaefer, and then Mary Elizabeth Coleman and Bob Onder. And then there's another gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment, <clears throat> forgive me for, for, for giving that gentleman's name, who is also filed in that race. Okay, now Mr. Schaefer, what do you handicap him at? Oh, he uh, entirely credible candidate. So Kurt Schaefer was, is a two-term former state senator from the Columbia area. He beat a longtime incumbent named Chuck Graham, who was a staple of, of Columbia progressive politics. And Kurt Schaefer beat him to get elected, was reelected to the Missouri State Senate. Kurt Schaefer lost to Josh Hawley in the Republican primary for attorney general back in 16, and he lost by roughly – I think he lost by roughly 30 points, 29, somewhere in that ballpark there. So uh, he's not a vanity candidate, whatever you call him. What you, what, is that your term, a vanity oh, candidate? Van- vanity candidate, so, yeah. yeah by, by no means. No, Kurt Schaefer is a real legitimate candidate. He's an attorney, and I think <coughs> – excuse me, Brad. He, I, he spends most of his time now doing um, – I believe he focuses on environmental law and like regulatory policy in that realm. I could be mistaken, but I think that's his forte. A really credible candidate, and he will be able to raise money. So the bottom line is we now have four very viable candidates on the Republican side for CD3. You're absolutely right. And, you know, Lamping, I think Lamping might have touched on this on on Mark Cox's show, too. But but the, it, the conventional wisdom here is that once you get into having like four or maybe five candidates, then candidates six, seven and eight come really quickly. And that's how that's how Lamping put it, because once you start carving up a district, if you're in the middle part of middle Missouri or in the middle part of the third district, now you're like, well, we already have five candidates and all I need to get is 25 percent of the vote and I win this thing. Right. I'm in. Yeah. And, and so in other words, the odds, the odds are if you have two guys going at it, they're both going to, uh, you know, they're just trying to get uh, the bigger piece of the pie. What, 50 and a feather? Isn't that what we come up yeah, with? Yeah, 50 that? and a feather. 50 and a feather, which is the legal term. Feather meaning one one iota or whatever over the, the limit. But one hanging chad, Brad. Interesting. I never thought about that. So in other words, if you get up to like 10, 10 different candidates, it's it's sort of like, uh, you know, like anybody could win at that point. In yeah. Time. And, and so in the third. So to be to be more practical here as we look at the third, if we have four established candidates now, Brad, if another state rep or say another state senator were would to hop in, then that begets begets six, seven and eight. Then if you're on the margin, you're a state rep, you say, hell, why not? All I need to do is win my district and a little more and I can go to Congress. Well, I got a little bit of news for you. What's that? I know who number five is. Oh, Brian Nieves. Oh, that wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, Brian Nieves is going to run for CD3. The Patriot Enclave. That is maybe that's why, and he will bring the Enclave with him. That's why he quit his radio job because he didn't want to get in trouble with the equal time. You know, Brad, you're uh, you're a fifty and a feather away from getting another cease and desist. <laughs> and now, uh, Casey, what are we up to? The number one. Thank you, Casey. We'll pour a little bit of energy drink, coffee, Brad soda, whatever you have handy Mountain Dew. out for Mitch McConnell, who is stepping down as Republicans leader in the Senate. Josh Hawley has thoughts on this. And a couple days ago, Josh Hawley was was condemning leadership in both Democratic and Republican parties for failing to get a deal done on the budget for continuing to push a continuing resolution. Josh Hawley's point was that these guys have had months to work this out, and now we're getting to the deadline. Interestingly, Brad, the, the litmus test for Josh Hawley 
as he says who, what he's looking for in a leader, he says he will absolutely not vote for any Republican who does not support nuclear compensation, what he calls nuclear compensation for folks who were affected by uranium, Coldwater Creek, all these contamination issues. And that is a big North County and St. Charles County issue. And Absolutely. And, Weldon Spring, everybody right. who's from the Floor Center, Spanish Lake area, absolutely. Right. And, and um, you know, to this day, I was a North County kid in that era. And uh, I, unfortunately, uh, have a good friend not too long ago who passed away, very mysterious cancer death, uh, who lived literally their house. Coldwater Creek was in their backyard. And, yeah, I um, believe it. And some crazy, you know, the whole thing started with this high school reunion. Remember the story? I do remember the story. Yeah, and it was folks at McClure, wasn't it? Yes, it was a McClure high school reunion where uh, I can't remember what year it was. It was it was like a, a 40th or something like that. The, the the target was the the students were in school in the I think like it was the late the mid 60s or the mid 70s somewhere in that 10 year range. That's where the the students were in the Coldwater Creek area. And at the reunion, it was amazing how many people had passed away and how many people at the reunion had cancer. So one of the attendees started doing a little bit of research and started finding this unbelievable number of her classmates uh, who had cancer and came up with some really, I mean, not anecdotal, but I mean, to the point where, okay, Susie lived here and she died 10 years ago. Jim lived here and they were all essentially, you know, within a mile or so of Coldwater Creek. It was, yeah. it was. Some... Yeah. So they did kind of their own epidemiological study and, and found out that, and then had more eyeballs looking at it. Just in the last minute we have here, Brad, I, I would just point out too, on the, on the Holly thing, I have a few stories up from Holly. One of them is that I thought this line was great. He said that Biden going to the border is a quote, middle finger to middle America. Well, you know, let me say this about Josh. I'm glad that Josh is in a position where he'll never try to use his job as a U.S. senator as a stepping stone. He'll never run for president. I now, know, Brad, are you making that statement <laughs> atop a ladder? <laughs> He'll never run for president. No, <laughs> I've got that on my on my list of stuff to talk about. Talk about the border. This is here we go again. To me, this is this is like the entire election in a nutshell. OK, you have dueling president and president to be or former presidents, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you have Trump and Biden going to the border. Now, where does Biden go? He goes to Brownsville, where I think they had 12 people cross the border yesterday, mm -hmm. right? And where does Trump go? He goes to Eagle Pass, which has been sort of the hotbed. The flashpoint. Right, the flashpoint where, where literally they're having a face-off between the state of Texas and the Border Patrol. The, essentially, it's the state against the feds where the state has taken over a park where the uh, the uh, uh, immigrants, now they're called immigrants, they're not illegal immigrants. but No, they're just, uh, they're just immigrants. They're just immigrants. They're freedom seekers. Bro. Right, where the freedom seekers <laughs> the freedom have seekers. all gathered. So, and it's like, you know, I mean, here we go again. Like, you can see the news cameras queue up where here's Joe Biden. He said, what border, what problem, what border problem? I don't see an immigrant within 20 miles. And here's, here's Trump. There's probably going to be people like, you know, crawling over each Sneaking other. In over, yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, just toweling themselves off. Maybe not toweling themselves off. You, hey, I'd all, Brad, I'd also point out one more thing is that Josh Hawley has come out in favor of punishing China's EVs. Have you seen this? Well, you know, it's interesting because I was listening to some talk shows yesterday and they were talking about the problem that Biden has with Michigan because of the fact that he's uh, a dual a dual prong problem. A, he's got the Islamic things because of the fact that uh, he has come out essentially for Israel against the the yeah. Hamas and against the Palestinians. And also, he uh, he's sent this message, which he thinks is a pro-union message, but now some of the union people are going like, okay, now hold on a minute now. How much money is the federal government sending to China for these EV batteries? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and how many jobs are we going to lose when we when these EV plants go online and they don't need, need as many people to work the assembly lines? So, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Okay, but, but Brad, uh, here in the here in the last minute, I would also just point out a piece of good news. Th thanks to our friends from St. Louis Public Radio, are you aware that the Biden administration is funding the Ferguson Florissant School District six point three million dollars for electric buses, and giving the Rittner School District nine point five million dollars? And you know, and their entire fleet in Rittner, Brad, is going to be 
uh, electric school buses coming up. And the the superintendent of Ferguson, Florida, you know what he said? Bah humbug? No, I don't know. Yeah, first of all, he said thank you for the cash. And he said that communities disproportionately affected by diesel emissions. So you know why third floor needs that money, Brad? Because diesel exhaust is racist. That 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 corn plant that becomes, you know, biodiesel, it's it's part of systemic racism. And we need to fight diesel exhaust racism, Brad. The best way is millions for electric buses. You know, you're kidding about the diesel thing, but there's a lot of truth to that. And I will tell you, next break, I will tell you how that impacts some of the guys that I watch on YouTube, which is sort of an interesting story. Okay, we're going to take a break. It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. Hey, you know, that was my screw up again, John. So don't think that what's going on and we wheels falling off. Maybe the wheels are falling off. Um, first off, John, you with me? I'm here. I'm okay. right here. I apologize about yesterday. Uh, there are two things that make this radio station run, this particular radio station, Egbert, one of which is a computer and our main computer, and one of which is a satellite terminal, okay? Both of which crashed Tuesday night. Uh, and there's no, I mean, there could be some correlation because, if you know, we had some lightning. There was some, you know, limited storms that happened on Tuesday yeah. night. But the computer died and unfortunately we could have limped along yesterday morning you and i on the air but it would have been really difficult because of the fact that we would have essentially just been you and me no commercials no ids no nothing and the show just would have been uh you know sort of not the show we should normally put on and we're still having problems with the satellite so uh the computer is up and running and once again my hat's off to we have this system which is interesting it's put together by a bunch of guys out of England and uh, it's an amazing system called Playout One and I've used it for I don't know five six years now it runs all of our stations and it's a bunch of guys in England that came together a bunch of radio guys who came up with an unbelievable program that just does amazing things and every once in a while when we have a problem I go on my little phone and I put out a little, uh, you know, alert to these guys in England. <laughs> and amazingly, they remote into the system and they fix it. So uh, yesterday morning, matter of fact, the system, I got the system up and running yesterday morning about 5 o'clock and about 6.30 it crashed again. So I sent a message, uh, you know, the little uh, support board. And within about 45 minutes, it would have been about 7.15 yesterday morning when we would have been on the air. Uh, Phil from uh, England, London, England, remote into the system, found the problems, a couple issues, uh, matter of fact, a little bit of an issue with their software, but more importantly, I had some, some corrupted data files in my Windows 10. He fixed everything, and the computer works like a champ, but we're still having satellite issues. And what's interesting about this is, I'm going to tell you something you probably don't know about, but this is radio kind of nerd kind of stuff. March is, there's two months out of the year that are hell for radio stations that use satellite. You know what the two months are? No. March and October. You know why? Why is that? We have what's called sun outage, where the sun aligns perfectly with the satellite and our dish. So in other words, what happens is, if you can imagine this, the sun is, if you imagine three things, three points, which become aligned. The sun, the satellite that we're using, and our dish on the Earth. And what happens is the sun becomes, essentially ends up in the course of the day, ends up directly behind the satellite, and the sun's rays essentially overtake the satellite's signal, and the satellite signal disappears. And oh, it happens, wow. it happens uh, typically first day, it may be, it's, it's usually, and it depends on the time of the year. Like I said, it's, it's two different days, uh, two different months out of the year, March and October. And those are the months they're coming up. Now, the crazy, here's, here's a weird thing. This is technical, you know, maybe 
TMI stuff for some people. The satellite band we use is what's called the C-band, which is 3.2 gigahertz to 4.2 gigahertz, okay? About 10 years ago, a bunch of the cell phone companies went to the FCC and said, hey, we need more bandwidth. So the FCC said, well, there's no more. It's all being used. And the, sat- and the cell phone people said, yeah, but we need this bandwidth 3.2 to 4 gigahertz. And the FCC said, well, that's being used by all the satellite companies. Yeah, but maybe you can put some pressure on them and we can get that bandwidth. Guess what? They, the FCC took away part of our bandwidth, the FCC's allocated spectrum, 3.2 to 4.2 gigahertz. I know this is sort of nerd stuff, but um, they gave it to the cell phone companies, okay? And they had a phase-in period, and the phase-in period ended December of 2023, just essentially two, two, two and a half months ago. So we had to do what they call a repack where all the satellite frequencies had to be moved. And the ones we moved had to be put into a new part of that band. Whereas before we used to have 3.2 to 4.2 gigahertz, we now only have 4 to 4.2 gigahertz, okay? We have to have special filters that will go on our satellite dish, okay? I had one filter that I put on when we put the satellite dish back up in October, which worked fairly well until December when the, uh, the, the cell phone company started using the entire bandwidth. I bought a brand new filter last month and it failed. Brand new, you know, $500 satellite filter. It's like, a, if you know anything about microwave, it's, it looks like a waveguide. I know people go, what's well, a waveguide? But it's sort of nerd stuff. Brand new, out of the box, failed. So that's the problem we're having right now is I can put in the old filter, but then it gets interfered by essentially T-Mobile. T-Mobile is, 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 is close to where our satellite dish is, one of their tower sites. Interesting. Um, but it's just, it's just like, okay. You know, and it's the exact same thing that happened. What we did with the satellite thing is the exact same thing that happened to television. Is all the TV stations went through this where there used to be UHF channels up to like 82. Well, anything, I think, above Channel 40 in the old days, now it's all virtual channels, but anything above Channel 40 was taken away from the broadcasters and given to the cell phone guys. So mm. so we keep losing, the broadcasters keep losing more and more bandwidth, um, and uh, what happens, it goes to the cellular companies. Now, I get it. Everybody's, you know, using, you know, ITT, or, I, you know, the, the, the Internet of Things, which uses, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of crazy different frequencies for Wi-Fi and, and you know, the regular stuff. And the, the, the promise of, once again, I don't know about you, John, but the lead-up to 5G, when we're at cellular, you thought that, that you know we were going to wake up in the morning and breakfast would always already be cooking in our yeah in, in yeah. our I kitchen mean, it was a big promise right 5G and, was a BFD. and and we wouldn't have to drive our car anymore we wouldn't have to steer it because it automatically steer because of 5g and when we went to the gas station we wouldn't have to get out of our car the pump would automatically just find our you know our filler nozzle yeah, and stick yeah. itself in and when we went to work there would be like a scooter that would show up at our uh, when we got out of our car it would take us into our office very and, jetsons very right jetsons. and guess what Nothing much changed. You know, it's pretty much the same you stuff. In the defense of the telecommunication telecommunications companies, they had to make that argument probably to change policy. And then, you know, you just make a bigger promise next time. Right. Okay. So, John, I'm going to pitch something to you. Okay. We have John's top three. What if we had, in the second or third segment, we had Brad's top three? Love it. I love that idea. That's okay. a great idea. Okay. So, can I give you my top three? Yeah, please do. Casey? Will you do it for me? In third place, Wendy's. Wendy's, the fast food place. You know this whole weird story? Uh, Can you be a little more vague? Wendy's came out, was it Monday or Tuesday? Their new CEO said they were going to start doing dynamic pricing at Wendy's. Oh, I did not see this. In 2025. So in other words, if you go to Wendy's at 1230, when everybody's trying to get lunch, a biggie bag was going to be $18. $18. But if you went there at 2.30 in the afternoon, it would be $6. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so, and, and you know, folks have experienced dynamic pricing with Cardinals tickets, Mr. Good Sense, which I call Mrs. Bad Dollar, 
does dynamic pricing for their sandwiches after 3 p.m. You get them at a much cheaper rate. Well, this is not this is not necessarily like like you know free the donuts get cheap after four o'clock or something like that. This is like literally depending upon the number of people coming into Wendy's would be dependent upon the price you would pay. So in other words, oh, so in other words, if it's super if it's super busy after a Cardinal game at three o'clock, you're gonna pay more because the demand's higher. Right. So in other words, and they they wow. said that they were going they were going to retrofit all the stores with these dynamic message boards or you know the menu boards, which pro, most of them have anyway. But in other words, it's literally going to be to the point where it's going to be sort of like watching the S and P 500. You know, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you you know you're looking at okay that stock if that stock goes down below 40, I'm going to buy it. You know, in other words, you're watching it like yeah. You know, so so that came out on Monday or Tuesday. Okay, yesterday the CEO of Wendy's said, eh. Don't think we're going to do that because they got so much pushback. I mean, so much pushback because people are going like, okay, hold on a minute now. This is stupid. And now, hold on, Brad, though. When when he first came out and announced this, did they, was this just going to be a pilot program oh, of no, like no. a handful of stores or were they going to do this nationwide? Oh, it's going to be a rollout. They said that they were that what they were going to use 2024 as, as, as the year they're going to ramp up. And starting in 2025, all the stores would be retrofitted with the new menu boards, the new dynamic pricing boards. Wow. So when you okay. went into so then this... they backed off of that due to consumer feedback. <laughs> yes, everybody went. Wow, interesting. As a matter of fact, Burger King came out and essentially, I think Burger King came out and said, "Hey, a Whopper is always the same price." As yeah, that's fact, good marketing. Man. That's <laughs> you know, taking advantage of their right. They're doing the counter marketing. Okay, so that's 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 number three. Okay, number two, keeping with fast food, up a notch to number two, Little Caesars. Okay, can I tell you my Little Caesars problem? Yeah, please do. You know what's the part of the movie um, where uh, where um, was it's the uh, Mike Myers? Is it the uh, the which is the the where he does the uh, uh, Austin Powers? Austin Powers. Where what's the big fat guy? He says, "I love Kentucky Fried Chicken." Is it Doctor Evil? Yes, where they have the secret ingredient. Oh you know, yeah. He talks about that. Okay, I have that Jones in my body. Fart, Little Caesars, crazy bread. Okay, really good stuff. I wouldn't put it in my body, but it's really good stuff. <laughs> you and I are different in diets. Okay, I love crazy bread. Okay, now the problem is there are a dwindling number of Little Caesars, and I've talked about this recently, and I had a couple of people contradict me, but I'm telling you, I don't know where you live. I when my when my son, I used to go to when my son was was at home. Uh, you know, recovering from an operation, I used to go get him lunch every single day. And he would either tell me one of three places, either to tell me McDonald's, he would tell me uh, Panda Express, or he'd tell me Little Caesars. And there was Little Caesars up the street from where my son lived, uh, right there off of uh, Highway K, excuse me, Highway N, uh, little uh, uh, Central School Road, and and uh, Mid Rivers Mall, They're the same plaza that that Schnooks is in. That one's yeah, gone. Okay. There was one I passed by almost every single day on page. That one's gone. Okay, there aren't that many Little Caesars, okay? Near my office, I have a Little Caesars that, quite honestly, sucks. And Just the service and the food? Well, here's a perfect example, okay? Perfect example is I get the Little Caesars Crazy Bread Jones last night about 7.30. So <laughs> about a month ago, I put the Little Caesars app on my phone, Okay. And hold on a minute. I order my Little Caesars Crazy Bread. And I had my credit card in the phone. And I do the reorder button. And it just goes, bunk, 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 reorder. Okay? Says it's going to be done between 8 and 8.15. So I get in my car, drive there, get there about 8.02. I walk in the door. And the guy says to me, we're not taking any more orders. And I said... I've already placed order. Now keep in mind, I'm getting the messages, you know, back from my app. Yeah, saying, yeah. Hey, of your little, your your crazy bread's in the oven. It's it's, into the oven. Yeah, Brad is or Brad 2.0 right. is now cooking your food. It's getting ready to be, you know, wrapped up. And when you go to the store, because I don't know if you've been, Little Caesars has this thing where they have like this kiosk thing. It's the like little a, lockers, right? Yeah, it's like an oven kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. And, keep and they warm give you, for you they give you a code. And when you get to the store, when it's ready, the code shows up on your phone, and you put in the code and the door opens with your food and you grab it's it easy, away you sure. go okay so as i walk in the door the guy says we're not taking any more orders and i say well i've got a a a uh, online order he goes no you don't they've been canceled 
and say, I, what? I said, I said, what? Not according to the app. Right? And I showed him, I said, well, it says right here, my oven, my order is in the oven. So he literally, I swear to God, this happened. He literally picks up the big display off his off his counter, you know, like the big computer display, like 17-inch, yeah. you know, computer display, and turns it around and shows me, no, it's been canceled. And he says, you're Brad H., right? I go, yes, canceled. And it got the thing on there that says canceled. And I showed him my phone. I go, I am Brad H. My order is number 966. <laughs> and it says my little, my little, my, my crazy he, bread in the oven. Because he didn't want to make the bread? What's that? How did it get canceled? Did he cancel it because he doesn't want to make the bread? Well, because of the fact, I said, how late are you open till? He says, 8.30. I go, it's 8 o'clock. And he goes, I know, but we're canceling all the orders because we're closing at 8.30. And, wow. while, and while I'm standing there, two other people walked in, tried to place orders who did not have phone orders, you know, or app orders. Yeah, or that they were just in off the street. And they, he turned them away. And now, you like, can't tell me that if you're Little Caesars corporate, you don't want to know about that. <laughs> and, you, and you realize what kind of revenue came in over the transom that you just rejected. I don't get it. I, it's just, you know... I, that's also very poor customer service because you also know, Brad, that if you or I were standing there, let's let's put ourselves over here for a minute. We would have said, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I know that there's a sometimes there's there's a lack of continuity between the app and what happens here in the store, but we're not able to fulfill that order because of whatever." You know what I'm saying? Like you would have found some way to say it where the customer isn't the jerk, you know? Oh, I know. I I know exactly what you're saying, but you know, bottom line is he wants to get. He wants to go home. You of know? course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? He he doesn't make any more money. But he makes the exact same amount of money by closing shop and canceling your order than he does by putting a little more crazy bread in an oven. Right. And and we're talking like you know, you stick the you know the stuff comes out of the freezer. Okay. They stick it in the oven. It goes through the conveyor. It comes out. They put it in a bag. It's not like they got to make yeah. a whole pizza. He's you not know? toss. He's not tossing the dough back. There. Right. Okay. And finally, but. Here we go. The number one. Brad's number one. Brad's number one is Brian Nieves. Yes. All right. <sighs> Do we have time to cover this? Because it's only it's already 740, Brad. I'm frustrated with Brian Nieves. Are you really? I'm frustrated with a lot of people. I'm frustrated with lazy people. I'm frustrated yeah. with people that want to have four-day school day, school weeks. I want to have people that complain that now they have to go back to their office to work. I, I'm frustrated <laughs> by people who, like, for example, there's an article I read on LinkedIn the other day. There's this lady. She goes to Chamber of Commerce meetings, and she's trying to get a job, and she keeps referring to she wants a, a W-2 job. So in other words, she wants to be an employee. And she's frustrated by the fact that that all these people that are at the Chamber of Commerce meetings are business owners, but they're not necessarily hiring right away. And I'm going like, okay, you know, let's turn that around. Let's say you have marketable skills. If you go to a Chamber of Commerce meeting, and once again, what do businesses have problems with right now? Hiring people. Yes, they would... They would line up to hire an able-bodied, able-minded man or woman that wants to work. So what's the deal? She's just looking for a job. And once again, in the, in the continuum of the employers being on one side and the, the, the employees being on the other side, she doesn't care about the, what the employee, the employer, uh, you know, would have to sacrifice or what, what, in other words, if you, in most businesses, if you have an employee and if you go to the accounting department, the accounting department will tell you that although we pay that employee $100,000, that employee brings in $300,000 or that employee, yep. Yep. you know, creates a product. Which, That's the way it has to work or else the business doesn't work. Right. And they're not just hiring people to hire people. They're know? not a charity. They're not right. a charity. And I'm going like, okay. So now, when we come back, can you tell me how this applies to Brian Nieves? You sure you want to hear this story? Yeah, I'd love to. He may put a cease and desist order out on me. I mean, you know, <laughs> or me, or knowing him, he put a hit out on me. Okay, we we have to take a break. Well, not only that, he's a pretty tough guy. I wouldn't want to mess with him. He's, you know, he's he's an ex-Navy corpsman who used to hang with the with the Marines. So you know, he's he's had his share of that's of, true, of, that's true, of a, of a rough, tough neighborhood. Okay, seven forty-two. The Franklin County Republican Central Committee is proud to announce the twenty twenty-four annual Lincoln Reagan Banquet, Friday, March fifteenth, at the Washington Elks Lodge in Washington. The featured guest speaker will be Susie Moore, editor for Red State. 
You'll also hear from candidates running for national and state offices. Come and meet and greet elected officials from the area. Cash bar, 50-50 drawing, a gun raffle, silent auction, and dinner catered by Tilted Skillet. Cocktail hour starts at 6 p.m. with dinner and programs starting at 7 p.m. Tickets are just $60 or buy a table for eight for only $420. For tickets and more information, go to fcrcc.org. It's the 2024 annual Lincoln Reagan Banquet, Friday, March 15th at the Washington Elks Lodge. Brought to you by the Franklin County Republican Central Committee. find out more, go to echocat.com. That's E-C-H-O-C-A-T-T dot com. Echocat.com. See you on March 22nd. At West Community Credit Union, protecting your money is our highest priority. That's why we include free fraud detection and prevention tools with every checking account. Our free checking offers real-time account monitoring and debit card controls. Plus, monitors credit changes with free access to your credit score and report, all in online and mobile banking. West Community makes it easy to protect your accounts. Open a free checking account online or visit your local West Community branch today. We are a West Community Credit Union and we are banking on you. Federally insured by NCUA. Credit sense and membership eligibility required. Hi, it's me, Egbert, E-G-G-B-U-R-T, the owner of this radio station. I invite everyone to listen, no matter if you're young, old, black, white, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, heck, I even want real estate agents listening to my station. Yes, even Rick and Tracy. You're all welcome. Now, it's back to my Goodwill Ambassadors, Brad and John. Oh, you know what? John, 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 John. Brad, Brad, Brad. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I did it again. God bless. I'm just going to turn in my radio headphones. You are not. I will not allow that to I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Hold on I would not allow I'm done. If I do let that happen, I'm going to buy it for pennies on the dollar. And, well, I can give you somebody, you could, you could probably do that too already. Hold on a minute now. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me do this. I'm going to go. No, I can't go backwards. You know, I'm, I'm just having one of those days. Hey, we all have them, Brad. Um, I don't know what to do. Okay, hold on a minute. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I can't get the system to work right. <coughs> Hi, I'm Egbert. There's these two guys on the air in the morning. They're Brad and John. Now, back to Brad and John. <laughs> hey, thanks, Egbert. How's that? <laughs> That's fantastic. That sounds just like him. I don't think he's going to like that impression. <laughs> he won't Brad, like that. Okay. Brian Nieves. He resigns from Tracy's station. Sort of, and you're the guy who turned me on to this. You sent me. Yeah, a... yeah. I was driving the other day, and I heard, I heard him. And let me give you a real quick background. I was driving, and I heard him say something about it being the last show. And he had Roger on, Roger Jackson, who's gonna, Roger and Catherine Dreyer are gonna take over that four to six slot. And Brian was talking about how it was his last show, and he had Victor dial in. And I was like, what is happening here? And I texted you, Brad, safely at a spot, at a stoplight, I would add. And I'm like, I think this is Nieves' last show. Put it on. So sorry, but I wanted to give that background. Okay. I, I started Brian in his radio career. And matter of yes. fact, there's an interesting story behind this. This goes back to, I don't know, 2009, 2010, long time ago. Okay. Brian was a state rep. And he was one of the darlings on 97.1. Just like, is it John Lamping? Which one Lamping? John Lamping. John Lamping. Right. Okay, John Lamping is one of the darlings of 97.1. You know, he's always on the air there, yep, right? Yep. They have him on the air. The Mark Cox gets him on in the morning, and Mark Reardon gets him on in the afternoon. And it's in, they're sort of like the other darlings of 97.1. There's Jane Duker, and there's people like yeah, that. They're yeah. always on the and air. And it's deserved. It's earned. Right. And, and it was earned for Brian, too. He's very good. Brian was on the air all the time back in the day with Jamie Allman. This was, this was before, yeah. this was before uh, Mark Cox. So Brian had been a 
advertiser on KSLQ for a number of years. He ran for state rep. I think he started in the year 2000 and literally. Yeah, he'd oh, sh- oh, to, either 2000 or 02. You're right. Yes. He'd show up at the radio station. Always a very nice guy. Had an advertising agency that did commercials for him. He'd show up at the radio station with his checkbook and he'd sit down in the in studio with us and he'd write us a check and we'd put him on the air and he was always very de- good to deal with. And I had a cell phone number and the whole bit. So every two years, election time, Brian shows up at the radio station, writes us a check. So I start hearing him all the time on 97.1. So one day I call him up and I said, Brian, you know, I hear you on 97.1 all the time. And why don't you come on my radio station? Well, I didn't know you had anything like that. I go, yeah, he, you know, I go, you know, you're an advertiser in the station. And his response was, well, I don't listen to your station. Okay, fine. I get it because of the fact that he was buying KSOQ, this very station. At the time, our format was geared at women. I get it. You know, it was a woman, a woman's music format, and it wasn't necessarily his, his piece of, you know, piece of pie, whatever, right. slice of cake, whatever you want. So, so he says to me, why don't I come in the station to talk to you? So this is on a Wednesday. So I, he comes in, and he sits down in the front office, and I said to him, I said, Brian, why don't you just go on my station tomorrow morning? Why don't you come in between 7 and 9, and I'll just put you on the air, and we'll just try it out and see what happens. And he's like, well, well hold on. I mean, you don't, I don't, I don't know if you have a license or anything like that. I don't take a class. I go, no. <laughs> and he says, he says, well, I don't know how to run the equipment. And I go, well, I can show you. He says, hold on a minute. He grabs his phone. And he calls his buddy Dave Bailey, who ultimately became oh, yeah. like his chief of staff when he was a senator the whole bit. Sure. Okay. And he says, Dave can you come in and meet us at, at the time it was called the mouth? Can you, can you work with me tomorrow morning? I'm going to be on the air on Hildebrand station here in Washington. Can you go on the air between seven and nine with me? And he's going to show you how to use controls. And he says, yes. So Brian shows up the next morning about with Dave. They show up about six 30 the next morning, Thursday morning. And I take him Dave in the studio. I go, okay, you push this, you push this, turn this button, bum, 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 bum. computer does this. You're, 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 you're hot. So, and the deal was, we're not going to promote it. So in other words, it's going to be sort of like a, you know, like a a, a soft opening a kind soft of launch. Right, it's a soft launch kind of deal. So they finished the show, and I said to him, "What do you think?" He says, "Give me one more day." So he comes in on Friday morning. Dave Bailey gets there at six thirty. They go on here at seven o'clock. Hold on a minute. Goes in here at seven o'clock. Gets done with the show at nine o'clock. We get off the air, and he says, "I sort of like this." I said. Why don't you start Monday and we'll start promoting it? So we did. And that's how we started. Wow. And and it's sort of funny because of the fact that, and once again, he's a guy who has incredible talent. He's a public speaker and he's a motivational guy. He's really good. He's really good. And the the funny story is when when Tracy and and, and Rick were still talking before they sent a cease and desist letter at me and uh, thought I was trying to destroy their radio station, when I was trying to help them, one of the last things I said to, and I told this story before, I said to Tracy, I said, you know, the guy you need on your station is Brian Nieves. And she says, Brian Nieves? Who the hell's that? (laughs) Like six months later, he's working for them. So, you tell me that Brian Nieves is leaving. I text him. Or first, I call him. Okay, now, to give you a perfect example here, to give you an example of, <laughs> and I know he won't answer, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this live on the air to give you an example of how he's become not the easiest guy to get a hold of, okay? So, okay. here, let me, let me, and, and, you know, he's, watch him answer. This would be pretty funny if it doesn't answer, but he won't. Um, here, here, here you know, let me see if I can get the phone up on the air. Everything's working right. Do I have that on? This should be. Okay, so here we go. Okay, it should ring. I'll be surprised if he answers. He hasn't thrown me to voicemail yet. Interesting. Interesting. Here we go. Hey, thank you for calling. This is Brian. And um, while I do appreciate your call, I'm just going to be very frank. I hardly ever check my voicemails. So I'll probably check this, but really it would probably be best to leave me a text message at this same number. But anyway, um, either way, I appreciate your call and look forward to connecting with you. So you know what that tells me about somebody? What's that? They don't really want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. And so, by the way, Brad, to be clear, for many years, maybe for a decade, 
my voicemail greeting was almost verbatim that, and I said, leave a message if, if you have to, but the best way to get a hold of me is to email me or text me. Well, but see, once again, well, maybe it's just me. And, and I have a similar message that I say, I say the quickest way to get a hold of me yeah, is Yeah, that's to, right. That's is, right. You do say that. Is that's to right. text and, me. Mean, but, you know, I mean, in my defense, I wouldn't say that my message was rude. I would just say the best way. Yeah, I'd say the best way to get a hold of me is that. Now, get back to, so you called Brian. So pick up the story again. So you called him and you got his voicemail. I got his voicemail. And he says, to be frank. So I sent him a little goofy uh um, uh, I, I sent him a very, um, um, you know, goofy little text message. Hey, is this Brian or very Frank? Call your old buddy, Brad at 314-280-8880. Thank you. And he was, response is I'm buried in grandkids today. We'll talk very soon. And I sent back, you're a strong dude. Stand up and shake them off. Talk today or never again. Your choice. <laughs> so... <laughs> Obviously, I've heard nothing from him. So, well, hey, hey, now you know what though. Just to play devil's advocate here, Brad, he's drawn some boundaries there. And you know what? I mean, maybe for we don't know what happened with him leaving, and maybe he had just had enough of de- of dealing with radio. It's all speculation, and maybe he's just not in a place where he even wants to talk about it. You know? Well, but here's 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 the interesting thing. I don't necessarily want him. I want his clients. See, and that's the interesting part of it is the crazy part of this is he has clients, two of whom, which I won't rec- I won't say on the air, two of whom who I recommended that they advertise with him and who've now become big advertisers with him. I okay? gotcha. I hear what you're saying. And and literally two clients that could very well be on our radio stations and quite honestly get very good results from our clientele, our listenership as well, too. I get what you're saying. So he's essentially saying, so in other words, what he's doing is he's taking his clients, eh. I'm just going to, they're not going to advertise with, with me anymore. So they're going to spend their money elsewhere. And I go, Hey, right here, here I am. So, I get you know, what you're saying. send some money to me. And to the point where the crazy part of this is I'll just say, Brian, and you know what? You can take a commission. Tell me what commission you want. And unless it's like 90%, you know, we'll work yeah. out a deal where, you know, they'll be on our station. And if you want, you can still do personalized spots. Hi, this is Brian Nieves. You know, sure. I want you to tell you about X, Y, Z, right? Okay. He won't even talk to me. Well, so, now, in in his defense, Brad, you did just text him one day. <laughs> and, I mean, your last message to him was people can sometimes read a text message and they could read it as serious or they could read it as sarcastic. And if his grandkids are piling on top of him, you know, it's very easy for Brian to set the phone down and say, we can handle Brad later in the week. Okay, here's why the grandkid things bothers me, okay? We have a president who says he talks to his grandkids Every single day. Right. Do you believe that? No, of course not. <laughs> Once again, don't use your grandkids as an excuse. Yeah. You know, I mean. <sighs> I get what you're saying. Here's my thing. I think now we're both very much biased in favor of Brian. I think you're being a little hard on him. And I think that most likely if I had to handicap it after his last day in radio for, for at least the time being, he probably just wanted to get away from it for a little while and not talk about it. And he knows that if he gets you on the phone, Brad, if you guys talk, he's you're going to ask very good questions as a friend of his, and he's going to have to rehash it, and he's going to talk about it. Maybe he's just not in a spot where he really wants to talk about it right well, now. Well, see, what I'm upset about is that he has already got another job. He's going to another radio station. I don't know if you know this or not. Oh, I haven't heard this. Now. Yeah, he's going to WIMP. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And now, now, does Tracy on that station? No. You, you, you know what WIMP is? No, I don't. Say the word. Oh, I know. I get, I, I get the punchline, <laughs> but like, who would we attribute that station to? Uh, they're on the air an hour a day, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And the rest of the week, they're not on the air. <laughs> yeah, because it's too much. Work. That would be too much work, right? Now, Brad, did I hear this correction? So, by the way, and we should also say, or maybe we shouldn't say, but I'll say it anyway. The guy that's been on the show with Brian that filled in for him a couple of days is a guy named Roger Jackson. Right. Who is on Franklin County Central Committee. Now, I don't know Roger, but somebody I know texted yesterday and said, or maybe two days ago, said he was a really good guy. I don't know Catherine Dreyer either, but they're in that. They're going to be in that Brian slot now from four to six. Well, I mean, did you listen to already? I, I haven't listened. To no, I haven't. Well, they don't start that show until I follow Catherine on Twitter, and she tweeted that they that the show proper starts on Monday. So I'm guessing that Roger is doing it 
Rogers doing it the rest of the week, and then Catherine and Roger start on Monday. Well, I will say this to them: uh, Welcome to the radio business. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it. Uh, there's, uh, as opposed to when I had a Chamber of Commerce meeting Tuesday, when I had somebody at my table say to me, "Does anybody listen? Still listen to radio?" It's just like. Oh, good grief. And hey, you got the talking points, Brad. And we would remind Catherine and Roger that any heat that Brad has with anybody is with Tracy. It's not with anybody else on that station. You and I have spent more time putting Brian Nieves over and talking about how great he is. We talk about him. The only person we praise more than Nieves is probably Reardon or maybe Mark Cox. Okay, Nieves is great, man. See, here's the crazy thing. Okay, you and I have talked about this before. I watch these guys on YouTube. I watch these guys, a lot of car guys, and what do they do? They cross-promote. Sure. Okay? In our industry, I mean, I would have to be uh, arrested and thrown in jail for my name to come up on most radio stations here in the St. Louis. At least at least the stations that are owned by, like, like my competitors, like Tracy, Rick and Tracy Ellis, and Steve Casper, and things like that. And I find that so sad because yeah, of the fact that yeah. we're I get all it. Well, trying and not to every, get... So I agree with you, Brad, and not everybody subscribes to it. I, I would say, I mean, so for example, I, I, let's not make this about me, but I link to Mark Cox all the time. I link to other radio stations all the time. Annie Fry the other day retweeted something that I had up. Like, there's there's, there's people out there that, that aren't selfish. I get it. but And those are the enlightened people. The rest yeah, of them exactly. are, are the Cretans. Now, did you say, Brad, you're going to jail today? Is that as we ha- as we wrap up with the last minute? Did you say you're gonna you're gonna be headed to jail today? Oh, uh, right across. Or do street. you want to talk to me about it off the air? Uh, right across. Street. And do I need to bail you out? And what time do I need to meet you? You very well may. You very well may because I've see. You, you want know, to talk about this off the air? No. Let me just mention that we got a few more minutes here. You know, matter of fact, to the point where the satellite doesn't work, so I don't have to hit a thing at the top of the hour. I can go a little over this morning anyway. Um, I'm coming unglued this week. I really am. Okay. I, and to, what, can, what can we do to, to talk through it? Uh, put out a hit on a couple of different people. <laughs> you know, maybe Guido. And a verbal hit. That <laughs> no. does not mean physical violence. No, I do mean physical violence. <laughs> Guido from, from the Mafia, if you're listening right now, I got a yeah, couple jobs yeah. for you. Yeah, there's some folks on the Hill that, that listen to our show. There's no, some Italians I know. I'm just to the point where I'm just sort of, I, and I see maybe the thing with Brian sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I'm tired of playing games with people, okay? Yeah. I'm tired of people who put themselves out as these. You know, and, and like, for example, I have one particular person who I had an appointment with and they canceled it with me. Now, once again, this is a person that I have done a tremendous amount for. I mean, I have gone above and beyond the call of duty. And they told you this is the same person that told you radio is dead. No, no, different person. Okay, sorry. Different person. And to the point where, where what's frustrating about this is that you know, they talk about what's the the, 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 the term everybody uses now, the 30,000-foot view. You oh, know, yeah, the, yeah, the you big know, picture. The big picture. And I'm a firm believer that you get too close to things and you need a coach. You need someone who's disinterested, someone who comes along and can sit down and say, well, let me tell you what I think. I think that this is what you're doing is good and this sucks and this needs improvement. And I think you should expand and do this and yeah. and have an open mind. Okay. I have a particular person who I'm now worried about because years ago I was told a story about the three G's and I won't get into this because this will become obvious of who I'm talking about. And the three G's, the story I was told was if you get all three G's, you're in deep trouble. This is a, this is the religious pastor story, right? Yes. And this particular person, in my opinion, is on G number two. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and one more G and they're in deep trouble. And all I can tell you is I hate to see this. This is sad. Because this is a, this is a good person that you're seeing going down a bad path. Uh-huh. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, could be. Maybe. Yeah, okay. And then again, could not be. You know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, but look, but also, Brad, externally, there's been a lot of other stuff happening. Like when you're dealing with a satellite feed going down and all this stuff comes in at one time, it feels like the world is just closing in on you. And that makes other things like Brian Nieves leaving or this other person that you're referencing. I mean, that magnifies those situations and makes them feel even worse than they would in a vacuum. Are you my shrink this morning, John? Is that what you're No, but I think that, (laughs) and also, Brad, think of for every person you think about, 
that you have done a lot for that you might see going down a bad path. Think of the Shelly bars of the world that you brought into this. Think of our friend Justin Alferman texting me the other day and saying, I got no heat with Brad. I love Brad. Yeah, but he won't like, talk think, to me. But, but hold on, Brad. Let, think of the people that you have helped. And in moments like this, it's not about those minor inconveniences that you have, like a satellite or somebody annoying you. It's all the people that you've helped. You know, and you know what? I want nothing back from anybody. Don't don't get I me know, wrong. I know. I believe it. I want nothing. It's not to the point where I'm going like. I mean, there's some people in this world that say, "Well, if it wasn't for me, that person wouldn't be there we're at." I'm never that guy. You don't do that. You've never done that. Brad. You know me well enough to say that uh, I've been very proud of giving people their first shot, their first job in the radio business. Till this day, there's still people on the air here in St. Louis. Neighbor Sue, if you listen to to 97.1, the traffic lady, she got her first job in radio working for me. I didn't know that. See, but that goes to show that you've never bragged about that. You've never talked that. I didn't know that about Sue. Yeah, and one day on the air with Mark Reardon, she referred to the fact that we worked. I worked for this small company out of a guy's house. Okay, well, thanks, neighbor Sue. Appreciate that. That was very nice of you. You know, uh, and <laughs> there's a whole story behind that. But she didn't work out of my house. It was a building, and, and there's a whole crazy story behind that. But, you know, and once again, I'm proud of those people. My brother, you know, my brother. Yeah, of course. That's the best example. You know, I mean, but yet, so. <sighs> but remember, Brad, and I, I don't mean to be Johnny Feelgood here. But the people that you have helped along the way, every given day, they're not the ones that say thank you. They're not the ones necessarily that reach out to you. And when, when you're going through a satellite feed issue, all this stuff feels like it's just compounding. But there's a lot of people out there that are grateful for what you do, Brad. You just don't hear from them every day. That's Dr. John. That's well, not- it's true. It's at, it's at, this is one of those rare, serious moments where it's true. Dr. And Brad, John. how many times – and listen, let me put myself over for a minute. How many years have people been trying to get me to do their radio show and I told them, look, I don't even do a radio show. And I did one with Austin Peterson and then I did Stephanie Bells. You know, it, it's you, Brad. Is You're the only reason that I'm even doing a radio show because I've told everybody else no. I told them I had no interest in doing it. So why you do you're it? the guy that put me on. Why are you doing it here then? Because number one, because I like you and I trust you. Number two, because I have the freedom to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And number three, I don't want to sit at some corporate office where we have to pretend that we got to read this and that and that we're at some structure. Like you are, you are a disruptor. You let people be who they are. That's why I'm doing your show, Brad. And you know what? I've taken the slings and arrows for all those things. You know, to the you point have. where you absolutely have. Where right? and to the point where what's frustrating to me? Uh, I don't want to go on anymore. I get myself in trouble. I had a meltdown of a Tuesday to the point where and Wednesday sucked, and it's just the you know one of those things. Okay, um, I'll I'll call you later and tell you what's going on with with the situation with with believe it or not somebody that you warned me about. So <laughs> yeah, I I, I I have my I have my inkling here. That, that, right, that, and yeah, all, all can, can, yeah, give me a call afterwards. All I can say is you are a hundred percent right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you judge this person exactly right, and once again. A game player, you know, save me. See, here's the problem with me. If I'm at a family event or something like that or something like that, and they said, hey, let's bring out the board game, time for Brad to leave. I do not like games any kind. I just don't. Yeah. You know, I don't like, you know, board games and monopoly. No, thanks. You know, you know, I'll yeah. go out. But I'll it's, go- you know, it's it's the only thing, the only way that some people know how to operate, Brad, is and they take pride on, okay, let's learn the rules of the game and let's try to bend them and let's try to screw that guy over. Why? Because it proves in their mind how smart they are. <sighs> I guess. Okay, uh, we're out of here. I got to look at something here. I'm gonna do, you know, here. I've, I'm, I'm once again. I am still having some technical issues. Bear with me one more. But say something for a minute while I fix something here, real quick, would you? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Talk for a minute. Well, here's where we are today. The producer cost index came out, and the the Fed is looking at this number to decide what happens with inflation. Will interest rates Will interest rates go up? Will interest rates go down? The number came out at 7.30 Central. John doesn't know because John and Brad have been chatting. We have no idea what, what this number is going to be. So let's get up. As soon as we get off the air, we're going to find out, and it's going to affect the stock market for the whole rest of the week. Okay, we're out of here. 
Uh, believe it or not, we're actually right back in a minute. We'll be here for the next. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Friday. No, we'll be here for the next four hours. Then we'll have because the one satellite feed I got back, which well, actually two, you will hear Eric Erickson from noon to three, and Mark nice. Van Camp and Robinson from three to six. But you will not hear Armstrong and Getty this morning. It'll be four more hours of Brad and John. Believe they it or love not. it. Yes. Okay. It's eight oh seven. Hi, this is Sherry Wall, a local home loan expert with the Bank of Washington. Working with a local lender when purchasing your home or refinancing is incredibly important because you deserve a personalized experience and not to be just another number on a balance sheet. We know the market and our area better than anyone else, and we're here to answer your questions way beyond just a loan closing. Give us a call or download our app, BOW Mortgage, today. Bank of Washington, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 